Hey Puffs, welcome back to the lounge. But for Hey Puffs, welcome back to the lounge. But for those of you who are new, welcome to the Puff community. We are your hosts, Dulce and Ellie, and today we're going to be talking about the jobs we've had and our experiences with them. I think this is a cool break, and I would say needed because our past two episodes have been heart heavy. Yeah. And, you know, on a way more serious note. So this one's going to be kind of a fun one mm -hmm. where we're just going to talk about <laughs> the bullshit that we've dealt with. Yeah. Because let's let's be real, guys. Jobs be, be on some bullshit. They really do. And on top of that, I feel like this episode was much needed because every single time we always talk about Chipotle, like we always talk about like our memories with them, like our bullshit ass memories. But Like, we just need to have, like, an actual episode to dedicate to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like we should have a whole episode just for Chipotle shenanigans because mm -hmm. <laughs> we could go on for days. I know. But this particular one, we're going to talk about all of them. Yeah. So I thought it was really funny and interesting because I, you know, set some time aside and actually had to think about all the jobs I've had and how to make a list of them because I've had... A few, to say the least. And I was like, let me think about all of them. So I was making the list, right? And tell me why I'm all the way on number six. And I'm like, damn, I was still in high school at this point. Bro. By the time I was in 12th grade, I was still in high school. I had already had about six jobs. That's wild. Yeah. Wait, so when did you start? Like, when does your list start? At what age does your list start? So mine goes as early as, I think I was about in fifth grade. It could be actually a little bit younger, but I think it's from fifth grade. Okay. So that's, it wasn't obviously like a job where I'm working for a company because you can't work that young, child mm -hmm. labor. But I actually babysat mm -hmm. um, when I was that little. And it wasn't like a cousin or a sibling. Like I actually used to babysit for other parents mm. and that's always been because <laughs> not to to my own horn but i've always been like responsible for my age and the parents now that i think about it it's kind of weird the parents of some of the kids i used to go to school with saw that and they would ask me if i could babysit their kids like did like they know you or anything like that yeah just... like they knew me how i don't really know But they knew me and they knew I was responsible because I remember when I was in fifth grade, like I said, that's when I started and I babysat a girl that went to my school and she was only like three, four years younger than me. I want to say she was in like second grade. So it wasn't that big of a difference, mm -hmm. but I would babysit her all day while her mom was at work. Damn. Yeah. And at the time, like my mom worked for the account. My mom worked for the apartment complex that we used to live in. So she would come in and check on us any, every once in a while because I was young. But, I mean, I was there by myself all day, basically, with her. Oh, wow. And her mom would pay me once a week. Nice. Mm -hmm. Wait, so you only ever took care of, like, one kid at a time? Well, in that time? So at the time, I was kind of off and on. So I would babysit that one particular girl... Most of the time by herself, but there was other times where my mom's best friend, she had three kids and I actually used to babysit them, okay. which was funny. I don't know if you remember. It was La Bonita. Oh, okay. That was her nickname because my mom used to say she was so pretty. So like we called her La Bonita and she had three kids who I basically grew up with. Noah, I told you to hush it. 
So she had three kids, and it's so funny because I basically grew up with them, but at the same time, I babysat them. Because the oldest boy, he actually was in your grade. I remember him. So he's only like a year and a half younger than me, mm-hmm. something like that. But I would babysit for them and his younger siblings, and their mom would pay me. Interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started about fifth grade, and it was babysitting. And I consider it a job because I got paid. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, what, what was your earliest one? My earliest one, I was a freshman in high school. So I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I actually used to work under someone else's name at a football stadium. Um, so I did that throughout the years, like all throughout high school so I would, since, like, football is only, like, seasonal, I would only do it do it during those times, during the football season. So I actually started out, started out my freshman year. So whenever I was, like, 14, I used to sign in under someone else's name. And then whenever that person would get paid, they would just give me the money for that I worked for. Because actually, now that I'm thinking about it, whenever I did it my freshman year, it was only my freshman year, I used to... I used to be working there, but that person also used to work there at the same time. So I actually don't know how we managed to do it. I think we ended up using someone else's name. So I think I probably used two different people's names. Mm, That way y'all both got paid. Yeah, that way we both got paid, Mm. if I'm not mistaken. And then... And were you doing that because you weren't of age to work legally? Yeah. Okay. And on top of that, I couldn't exactly get home. So I would be doing this after school, but I had no ride home. And so I would have to stick with the person I was already with during that time. And because they were working there, I'd have to go with them. Okay. Yeah. So instead of kind of just sitting around watching them or waiting for them, Mm -hmm. you worked too and just made a little extra money. Yeah. To be fair, I could have just watched the football games, but I'm not exactly a sporty person, mm-hmm. um, especially back then. I was never really interested in sports at all. Yeah. And on top of that, I literally knew nobody there at those games because it was all from like other high schools that I never like went to or knew anybody from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I just wasn't a social kid, so... And I never sat down to go, like, watch the game, so I would just, like... It just didn't intrigue you to do so. Yeah, it didn't intrigue me. So, like, I would just pass them all the sodas and make the nachos and everything or, like, the hot dogs and whatnot and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So Nice. Yeah. But, I mean, I enjoyed it, though, because they kept me busy. Mm -hmm. So, it made the time pass by a lot faster because the times before... I actually started, like, doing actual work there, and I would literally just wait. I used to be so freaking bored. So, it was just, it was no fun. And so, helped me kill some time, so. And made money in the process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I actually worked there, too, but I put that one all the way down to, I didn't do it until my number four. <laughs> yeah, because we started doing that one together at one point. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think, I went, was I a, was I was I a junior or a sophomore? I want to say I was a sophomore because you no, were two years No, I think you were still a freshman because I didn't do it until my junior year. Because that's when Janet was still in high school with us. Remember, we were all right after school. So then does that mean I started way before I was 14? So maybe you started in eighth grade. Maybe. 
I guess so. Because when Janet was still there in high school, you were still in middle school. Yeah. Unless she, it was after she graduated and she would pick us up. But I remember we would always go with Janet. Yeah, but no, like I worked like a, I did that for a year before you went there. Mm, okay, so you started before me. So then, yeah, you yeah. might have started in middle school. Oh, damn. Okay, I totally don't remember my time frames apparently. <laughs> but so well, let's just say I started anywhere between eighth and ninth grade. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that was my very first quote unquote job. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say quote unquote. I think that's a job. I mean, mm-hmm. you worked, you got paid. True. Just under the table. <laughs> <laughs> Just not very legally. Yeah. That's, well, no, that's not really how this one is. But, okay, so after that, after I did the babysitting, I started to do a lot of things within my church because my mom didn't want me to just sit around the house you know so i actually started doing like summer camps so i would do a bunch of camps i would do summer camp i would do sports camp and i would do summer bible school all within the church and i was a counselor in all of them so it was like watching the kids making you know how you do like soccer games kickball games scrimmages all that you know the counselors are the ones that set it up Mm. all that so i did all of that Gotcha. And then I was also basically like the assistant to the director de la que era del catecismo. Mm-hmm. Si no, cuando vas al catecismo, it's like Sunday classes, getting you ready para, el, para tu primera comunión. And so I was basically like her assistant and I would go into the office and help her make calls, reminders, all that administrative stuff. I did that also in middle school. Dang. Yeah. That was all through, I did it all through all three years of middle school. Summer of sixth grade, summer of sixth grade, la, 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 oh my God. Summer of can't sixth today. grade, <laughs> summer of seventh grade and summer of eighth grade. And that was all because my mom just didn't want me, I think I talked about this, but because of unrelated stuff, but my mom would make me go every summer, not all, all day, but she would make me go sometimes from like 8 a.m. to like 2 p.m. Like, bro, this is a summer. I'm in middle school. Yeah, like, I'm trying to sleep in. (laughs) Literally. I would be, it would be like 7, and she'd be waking me up, talking about, you need to eat breakfast before you go. Like, homegirl. She never let me sleep in. But, yeah, I did all that, all that in middle school. And then the sports camp and summer camp, I think that went maybe into high school a little bit. But, yeah, like, all of that while I was in middle school. Dang. I had a very active middle school time. Yeah, you did. Very. Like, I was up and down all the time. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I had six jobs by the time I graduated high school. Dang. So I did all that. That's how many I have on my list (laughs) for, like, now. (laughs) Yeah. And mine's just, like, up until I was in high school. And then right after that, that's, I think, when I started in the sports stadiums. In the sports stadium, the one that you were just talking about. And then I did the exact same thing. I was in the concession stand. Gotcha. So we the exact same thing we would get. What would we do? We we would have like hot chocolate during the cold season. Oh, it was so bomb. Yes, it actually was. Oh, that there is a time whenever we had like Chick-fil-A, like the sandwiches. <gasps> Bro. Okay. So we would, I guess the company that mm-hmm. owned the stadium. stadium they had, I guess, like a contract with Chick-fil-A because before each game, we would get a certain amount of chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And even if we didn't sell them, we didn't have to send them back. Yeah. we There was days where we would literally have like 
40 to 50 extra mm -hmm. sandwiches that were already paid for by the company. So we would literally divide them up between all the employees. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. There was times where there were so many. I remember people would take them and they would say they would just hand them out to like the homeless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, because it was like too many to take home. Because mm -hmm. I remember there was times where like there were so many. Each employee would take like 10. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And like like being realistic, you're not going to finish that many. Mm -hmm. I mean, if. I think at the time y'all probably could because you had a full house. Yeah, we did have a pretty big family and all the leftovers that we got, we would take them and we would eat all of those. And honestly, it would save us hella money. So. Right. Because, I mean, it was at that time, there was a house of like six. We had a very full house. So <laughs> at that time, like that extra food, free food, you know, it was pretty convenient and it saved us a lot of money. I will say, though, that after because I'm honestly like even though it's just for like a season, you're eating it that same food for like those few months consecutively it got to the point where i actually got tired of chick-fil-a for like a fat minute and yeah. i didn't eat chick-fil-a for like a few years i remember this specifically like i used to get their chicken salad sandwich okay this was years ago and then after i stopped working there at that football stadium i didn't go to chick-fil-a again for a few years because i was just tired of chick-fil-a yeah. like fuck this shit yeah <laughs> so then i went a few years after that and i went and i didn't bother to look at the menu because i was just like i already know what i want like i want my chicken salad sandwich so then i ordered it and then the the person take my order we were like we don't have that and i was yeah, just like, like i don't think i've ever what? heard of that yeah and i and i was like what and like what like when did y'all take it down and then they're like we've never had that and then so i was just like wait yes y'all have like i used to order it and then the person next to standing next to that person overheard um the person telling me that we've never had it they were like oh no we had it they just took it down like a few years ago and i was just like bro that was like my favorite thing from chick-fil-a not you being that customer we would make fun of remember when we worked at chipotle and mm -hmm. people would order like por decir el pollo asado uh -huh. after it had been like taken <laughs> off for like a week and we'd be like bro it's been off for a whole week really do uh -huh. you remember we used to do that yeah not you like a few years <laughs> late <laughs> to be fair i didn't actually say it out loud i was just thinking in my head i was just like y'all used to have it like what the fuck happened oh you didn't actually tell her that no <laughs> I'm, I'm way too shy to to be saying anything like, okay you'd just be like oh okay my bad <laughs> yeah but no like the other person overheard that the other person said that well you've never had it and i guess like jumped in and like corrected them or right. something but yeah they were all like oh no they took it down like a few years ago and i was just like bro what the fuck am i going to eat now <laughs> so then i was just like all right give me a few minutes i need to look actually look at y'all's menu now <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's ever happened to me or yeah. i've oh well kind of i hate how McDonald's is like back and forth on breakfast all day. Not anymore. Now it is. Now it's not. Because I'll go because I freaking love their McGriddles. Okay, so I'm not. I hate McDonald's. Wait, McDonald's doesn't always serve breakfast? No. I went. I tried to go a few months ago, actually. And I was like, hey, can I have a McGriddle? And she goes, oh, isn't we're not. We're no longer serving breakfast. I was like, bitch. Is it because you just went a little too late or something like that? I thought breakfast was all day. Oh, I thought it was only for a certain time No, of the day. like for a long time, it was all day. Because I would literally go out like 2 p.m. And that would give me some McGriddles. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Because I'll go and they'll be like, yeah. And then I'll go again. Oh, you know, no longer serving breakfast. And then I'll go again a few months. And yeah, 
So I feel like it, maybe it depends on the location, but I doubt it. But I feel like it's always back and forth. I hate when they do that. Interesting. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like McDonald's, but <laughs> they're but McGriddles. Yet, but yeah, she goes bruh. at 2 p.m. to go get breakfast. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't like their everything else, but their breakfast McGriddles, to be specific, and their hash browns. I love their hash browns. They're so greasy. I can just taste the unhealthy. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. And then their orange juice. I don't really like orange juice like that. I prefer apple juice. Yes, apple juice is better. But McDonald's orange juice, bro. I don't know what brand it is, but it's Mac. It's that simply orange, isn't it? When they give you the bottle, yes, but... Even the bottle one does not taste as good as the one that they give you in the cup. If you know, you know. Oh, wait. In the cup. Yeah. The carton cup? No, thing? like a plastic cup. Oh, no. Isn't it Tropicana? I have no idea. I don't know what brand it is, but, bro, it is so Or am I thinking? No, that good. one's Waterburger. Waterburger has Tropicana. I don't know, but it's so good. Their orange juice is smack. Their breakfast, smack. Their hash browns, yum. And their ice cream. But their fucking machine's always broken. Like, bitch, <laughs> fix it. What you mean? Bro, I saw this one video where it's like this dude. He's like trying to order ice cream. They're like, oh, the machine's down. He was like, okay. So then he was like, never mind. So then since he was the only one in the lobby trying to order food, like the person that was taking orders just went to the back. And he literally went around the counter, grabbed the freaking cone, and served himself ice cream. Bitch, that machine worked. You're lying. Swear. Oh, my God. I said that's so Mexican. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> Why are you always lying? Oh, I forgot how the rest goes. Stop fucking lying. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, dude. Is that Vine? That was a Vine, right? I think so. That dude in the white shirt? yeah the quality looks like it would be vine <laughs> yeah okay so right after the concession stand at the stadium mm-hmm. i actually went to dollar tree okay that has been one of the most ridiculous jobs i've ever had because i mean i'm sure y'all have all been to dollar tree there's always just that one lane open and mm-hmm. trust me that's how it's always been that's how it was back then and i would have customers yelling at me up and down like, why is there only one lane open, bitch? I don't know. I'm just here scanning shit. <laughs> I just work here. Bro, dude, I have so many retail jobs. Bullshit experiences. Yes. Sorry, I kept trying to think of the word. Like, I've been, oh my God, the amount of people I have had to deal with and the amount of shit I've heard. And like, I remember one time we were in, it was a Saturday morning and there was a fat ass line. Like, it was a big line. And there was this one guy, of course, old white guy. And he was pissed that he had to wait. He had been in line for like two minutes. And I think there was only like two people in front of him. And then he would have been the next one. And he got really mad. He was like, open up another lane, like demanding it. I looked at him and I said, no. And he said, call for help. I said, no. Like, you ain't going to tell me what to do, bitch. And when people are like, they're like, I'm going to respond back, you know, like mm-hmm. nasty. But anyway, so I was like, no, he got mad. He came up behind me because you know how like how the lanes how the lines are set up in anywhere, like cash registers, it's kind of like closed off at front. So there's space between me and the customer because, you know, the mm-hmm. thing where they put their stuff on in the register, but right. behind it's open. Yeah. And it's the next lane. So he got right behind me and put his shit on the next lane. He literally had cake mix batter. Is that how you say it? Cake mix batter. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like the box. And he had icing. And he puts it down really hard and he goes, you just lost the customer. I'm taking my business next door to Kroger. 
Like, oh no, here I am dying. Please come back. Like, if that affects me. You think I fucking own Dollar Tree? You think your $2 gonna affect this multi-million dollar corporation? Bitch, go next door and pay $10 for that shit. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Sorry, that was a whole lot of cuss words. Sorry, guys. But customers got me all the way fucked up sometimes. Bro. I don't know why that's one of the... One of those... You know, like, in every job, there's, like, particular stories and Mm -hmm. experiences you always remember. I don't know why that particular one always, like, comes in my head when I think of Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. And they always, like, heat you up, too. Yes. One that had heated me up so bad was this lady. She had, like, you know, I scanned her items. I told her the total. And I was like, okay. And she gave me cash. And I was like, here's your change. And I gave it to her. And I don't know what the fuck ticked her off. And she goes, she like grabbed it out of my hand really hard. Like she yanked it out of my hand because, you know, I'm not one to just put it on the counter. I hand mm-hmm. it to them. And she like yanked it out of my hand. And she goes, you have a great two. What? Did, you have a great two. <laughs> you have a great day too, bitch. I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she was so salty that I didn't have, have a nice, that I, oh my God, I cannot talk. She got so salty that I did not tell her have a nice day. The fuck? And she called me a bitch. And I looked at her and I wanted to burst out laughing, but I think I just like smiled. She got even more mad and like stormed off. I was just like, sometimes I feel like I'm living in an, Lola, whenever I work retail, I feel like I'm living in a parallel universe, you know, mm-hmm. like we're not having the same experience. Cause like I was just over here, like having an okay time, just giving her her change. And she's over here piss calling me a bitch. I was like, wait, did we just have the same experience? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But anyway, that's my little rant because retail sucks. It does. Customer sucks. People suck. People do suck. Ugh. Which one? What, where did you work after the stadium before after, I get more heated? <laughs> after the stadium, I actually used to, I don't want to say I used to hustle people for money, but like I used to like do their homework or do their tests or quizzes or whatever. The actual tests and quizzes, I wouldn't like take it for them. But if they knew I had that period before they did, I would always or even if they were in that same period so whenever i was in high school i used to have like hella long fucking hair and since my hair is like very curly it's pretty big you know (laughs) so like i would just put it off to the side in the direction that i knew the teacher was going to be sitting on so that my hair would literally cover it like the whole my whole desk and i would pull out my phone and i would take pictures fucking of rapunzel page. over here yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i used to take pictures of my answers and i'd send it to people oh my god and so like sometimes they like pay me or if not i used to like do their finals especially like if it wasn't like a test like um, a project like a project i would do their projects and stuff like that or if not like i would write essays things like that you and never got caught no surprisingly no i didn't get caught i actually had the option of doing that my first semester of college like i was taking an english class and bro english has got to be the easiest subject you literally Mm -hmm. i feel like english all you got to do is read and read and write obviously but like read and analyze yeah and like literally just write down your thoughts yeah I've never understood why people failed English. Because they just, maybe because they just didn't want to do the actual work. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean I to feel like that's the only way you can fail English, not doing the actual work. It's so work. easy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, except for the grammar part. I still got grammar, but that's I a different. I was okay with grammar. I still got yeah. spelling and grammar. Mm-hmm. It's just not my forte. 
I mean, like, I wouldn't say I'm perfect with grammar, but I always use different websites to check my grammar. And so then that's why I wouldn't get very many points deducted. Technology. Technology. <laughs> so, I mean, I would do that. And then in college, I remember whenever I was in my English class, we had our very first assignment the first week. And then some girl came up to me and she was like, hey, would you do my essay for me if I'd pay you? And I was really considering it. But one, I was already applying at Chipotle mm -hmm. and and I think I already had my interview already and so I was getting ready to start. And two, because I didn't know how exactly like even though I took college classes in high school, I felt like this was still kind of different. Now I'm not actually in high school, you know, and I'm actually doing full time college. I'm like, I don't want to get I was scared of getting caught, basically. So I said no. I really should have done it though, but you know, whatever. So I didn't do that then, but so that's literally, and I, I'm not going to say that I like, I made like a shit ton of money doing other people's work, but I um, mostly did it because I just needed to pay for my college applications. So the American dream. Yep, <laughs> I know. And did I go to any of the universities that I had applied to? No, I just sit at a community college. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of pointless. So Bruh. I don't know. Taught your responsibility though. <laughs> I know. But I mean, if I didn't have I would if I didn't pay for those college applications, I would have had a bit of money saved up. It's okay. You live you learn, man. You live you learn. Yep. Pa' la otra. Okay. When you hustle people, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> keep that money for yourself. <laughs> don't go you out spending it on spending yeah. stupid shit. Wait, so does that mean when you were in high school you would do the same assignment multiple different ways like let's say for like math i would make it look different for other people's wait no but that's easy because ultimately it's the same answer but like mm -hmm. let's say for english you it's like you got to rewrite a whole new essay because you can't copy that right and then it also helped because sometimes it was like different prompts that they had to write oh uh, so it so, wasn't like the same prompt you had to write yeah not all the time sometimes it was the same thing but i would literally basically rewrite what i said just in different words so i was mm. literally Like scrambling? I was... Not scrambling, but... Summarizing what I wrote, okay. basically, in a sense. So it honestly wasn't that hard because if I already had the assignment and I already did it for myself... Like you had the research done. Yeah, I already just... had the research and I literally just had to type it out. Got it. So that's why it made it easier. Just worded it different. Yeah. Because I had never thought about that. Like, because you've told me this story before how... You used to do it, but I've never thought about how, like, wait, if y'all had to do the exact same prompt, it's like having to do two completely different essays. I feel like that's a little tricky. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just have to be, like, very careful with certain phrases. I also had to be careful if it was always people that I, like, knew on some form or basis. Like, you know, it wasn't, like, someone, it was never someone that I, like, never talked to ever. It was people that I, like... I would like get along with him, you know, like, so like we would communicate. We would so talk. you would, so I would knew what kind of words that they are. Mm. I had an idea what kind of words or vocabulary that they would yeah. use. That way I wouldn't use words that I would use that I know that they wouldn't use. And then so that they would get caught, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure some teachers would look at it and be like, you know, damn well, you did not type this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know how to, no, you don't even know what these words mean. Mm -hmm. So I would do that kind of thing. And I'm glad I did that, but I mostly did that out of paranoia <laughs> of getting caught. So in a sense, my paranoia helped me out. Yeah, because I mean, what are they doing? Oh, they can fail you, right? In yeah. high school. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's usually like a slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Type yeah. Thing. Especially because I was like pretty chill with the people in the office. So I'm pretty sure they would just be like, don't do it again. Yeah. Especially if you, you like explained why you were doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's like for college applications, they would have mm -hmm. been like, okay. Yeah. Just 
don't do it again mm -hmm. and i feel like the really really cool ones would probably be like don't get caught again yeah <laughs> like it's fine if you do it but like don't, don't get, get caught. caught yeah i think the only ones i never really did it for oh no i take that back i did do a science one i was gonna say i think that that's the only one i didn't do. the one i didn't do for sure was like geography or history like anything with history or geography i knew those weren't like my strong suits so i was just like nah like i'm already struggling myself why am i gonna double struggle yeah no but honestly i honestly don't even know i know i do know i the only reason i passed geography was because my teacher lost my final after i had turned it into her and she had nothing to grade so she had no choice but to give me a hundred hey. that's the only reason i passed that class otherwise i would have failed it worked out in your favor so from hustling people to chipotle right yeah so from me so the last one i said dollar tree to chipotle i have about seven in between <laughs> shit okay so i worked at dollar tree right right mm -hmm. after dollar tree i worked at cinemark okay so i worked at the movies and anybody that knows me knows that i am obsessed with movies mm -hmm. and this has been one of the coolest jobs i have ever had in my whole life since i'm obsessed with movies while i worked at this place I would literally go see movies, I think, four times a week. Dang. And it was all free. Because, you know, you know everybody working at the podium. Yeah. And I would just walk in. And I would literally bring my own buckets for popcorn and my cup. And they would just fill it up with icy drink, whatever. Because right. at the mall. At so the you mall, didn't have to, like, pay for any I didn't pay for shit. And it was always me and my ex at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we would both get in for free. We would get hella popcorn hella like we would take like big jugs like mm -hmm. a big jug for popcorn a big cup for a drink and then we would bring a bunch of snacks from like dollar the dollar store would y'all watch like new movies every time or would y'all yeah. watch like repeated sometimes mm -mm. new movies because so four times each week and it was all new movies each time because mm -hmm. this was pre-covid oh okay so okay. like yeah i mean i feel that like we're getting perspective yeah and i feel like we're getting back into the groove like there's movies there's new movies all the time mm -hmm. but i feel like even more so back then there was yeah. like a new movie like every weekend and then yeah. this while i worked there it was closer to summertime mm -hmm. and you know as you're getting closer to summertime i mean there's new movies all the time mm -hmm. and they weren't always like big blockbusters yeah. so we would watch also like the small indie movies or i would go with jp all the time too because he mm -hmm. was the one that would always drag me into like the smaller movies that i was like i've never even heard of this shit yeah you know He'd be like we're going i'd be like okay but I think that's the dopest one I've had because it really fed my addiction. And I didn't have to pay for it because mm -hmm. movies get expensive. Oh, they are. And I mean, now tickets for movies are expensive, but more so back then, concession stands. Bro, the food on concession stands is hella fucking expensive. So expensive. Like you pay the same amount that you go for like to sit at a restaurant for the same thing that you pay for snacks at a cinema. Literally. And it's just like popcorn or drink and yeah, it's not, a bag it's of not candy. It's not even a meal. That's a freaking snack. Literally. But yeah, so it, it was dope when I worked there because I would get all the everything for free nice when i worked there because when you work there you do get a t i think it's a ticket per week for free mm -hmm. that you like legally get to print out so i would because i'm also a collector like i love to have those movie tickets i have mm -hmm. a box full of them that go all the way back to i think my earliest one is from 2008 so i like i have like a shit ton every time i go to the movies that's why i'm always like you know when we go i'm like give me your ticket or give yeah. me mine because mm -hmm. i keep them always yeah i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> i just love movies but no, yeah the water, like after you keep it for so many years like the it doesn't some of them yes are a little like blurred faded? out yeah faded but honestly no since i'm not like touching them and they just stay in the box mm -hmm. they stay pretty intact That's that was awesome. a really dope job and there was one time where 
I think most movies are like this. Movie theaters, there's a big, like, lobby section mm-hmm. right where the concession stands are, you know, because there's a lot of space between the ticket booth and then a big lobby concession stands, and then you go into the movies, into, like, the theaters. And I remember the managers were dope as fuck. Like, everyone while I was working there was so dope. Once it hit, I think, like, midnight, we knew no one else was going to walk through there, and so they would literally close off the lobby, and we would use it as a football field, and we would get all the employees, and we would all, like, you know, divide into two two teams, and we would play football. Bro, what the fuck? In the lobby. That sounds like fun. It was so much fun. And then right after that, I worked at Icing. That's like a less known store. But it's basically the big sister of Claire's. Everybody knows Claire's, you know, mm-hmm. the girl's store where you go get your ears pierced. Yeah. So basically, Icing is that, but like for adults. Not explicit stuff, but like for older women. Yeah. Not older women, but like women in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Damn, I just could not wear that. <laughs> but it's literally the same thing, like, you know, phone cases, electronic stuff, makeup. It was really cute. That's mm-hmm. actually been my favorite job, I think, out of most of everything on the list because it was so easy. It was a tiny little spot in the mall. And I kid you not, when school was not in session, there was times where, like, three, four hours would pass by and not a single customer, would like, had been in the store. So I would literally be on my phone the whole time just chilling getting paid that sounds nice (laughs) it was so nice getting paid to do nothing literally i remember at the time was when candy crush was huge and i was like super addicted to it i would spend like my whole shift just playing candy crush uninterrupted and if anything like one customer would walk in like after four hours they would browse around and just walk out again and then boom another three hours i loved it because it was like so chill and only because it was so dead only one person would work at a time like the whole store literally we had four employees Dang. just four employees we had the store manager assistant manager and two key holders so yeah it was just four of us that sounds nice it was so nice and i would get hella discount they have hella cute stuff like mm. i got a lot of my purses from there and it was all discounted and i would just get paid to do nothing basically that i loved sounds it like a nice job it was <laughs> but then because they really brought in no business they closed down that store in that particular mall and put the clairs there oh okay I so where the clairs is yeah. now that's where icing used to be okay which i mean sucks but then while i did that i was actually working two jobs i worked at payless okay r.i.p payless because you know they filed for ba- bankruptcy and they all oh for real yeah you've never noticed they closed them all down no because i haven't been to a payless in like freaking years i loved payless they had the cutest freaking boots in the winter time mm-hmm. for the cheapest like they were only like 15 bucks and they were so cute mm-hmm. but yeah i worked at payless for like a week the manager i worked with was awful oh so you're only there for a week i only worked a week <laughs> <laughs> but i still count it um and then after that i worked at academy That job made me realize how people with too much money really just don't know how to spend it. Because when I worked there, people would go for their camping trips, their fishing trips, back to school shopping sometimes. Back to school? Bro, that store is fucking expensive. There's this, I will never forget this one lady. She had a cart like up a mountain. I don't even know how she could push it because she couldn't see. It was full of clothes and shoes and because you know when customers are like that they make conversation and she was really nice um she was like yeah this is all uh, back to school shopping for my sons i think she had two sons and it was all it was literally all sports clothes which at the time i was like why all sports clothes like don't you get them anything like a little bit nicer but now that i'm a mom i get it Mm because you know they're at school they're running and 
they get sweaty and they get dirty. Um, but she literally spent, I think it was 1500 The fuck? $1,500 on just back to school clothes. And they were like, I think they were um, like the little kid clothes. So I'm pretty sure the kids must have been, one maybe must have been like five, the other one no more than seven. So not even teenagers, like almost toddlers. And she spent $1,500 on back to school clothes. Bro, I started with my mom. My mom will teach her how to save it. (laughs) Literally, because it was all like Under Armour. Bro, Under Armour is so expensive. I would get some of the customers buying shoes and like just a pair of shoes and maybe two outfits. And it would be like freaking 200 bucks. No, 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 no. It had to be way more. Just the shoes alone were like 200 bucks. But yeah, so I would have people come in for like fishing trips, hunting trips, also on over a thousand dollars. And I would have made conversations with them, you know, and they would tell me it was just like for a one trip thing. Bro, but that story would make bank the weekend of Father's Day. Cause you know, they have a bunch of like grills and yeah. just father stuff. In one day, that store made three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand? In one day. I remember cause we had a meeting and the manager called us in when we were about to leave and they were like, Congratulations. Like we I think they had said we had set a record for the most money that store had ever made. And that day I was so stressed because we had every lane open if i'm not mistaken my store had 16 lines we were all open and every line had like 10 people in it non-stop the whole day i was just like can y'all Shit, go they should have given y'all a cut for of those three hundred thousand. something Shit. well actually i don't for know if they still if they still do that academy gives you a new pair of shoes every year good sports shoes and then they would feed us all the time like they would buy us lunch all the time oh. like it was a pretty good store to work for Mm-hmm. but just retail in general is just people Ass. are stupid yeah yeah it's just like i want to deal with it and after that while working at academy i got recruited for a job because a lady was like there paying and she goes hey i'm actually looking for a receptionist are you interested and i was like maybe how much are you paying and she was paying me more than i was getting paid at academy so i was like hell yeah give me your number she gave me her number and i talked to her and i think like two days later i started working for her and it was like a super small business it was actually a wellness clinic so it was all things like she had a nutritionist that worked there she had a personal trainer they would do yoga anything to do with like wellness i went to go work for her for a short period of time because come to find out she was like the devil herself she was such a bitch (laughs) bro i've had so many experiences with so many people but like straight up she was an asshole when i started working there i got my mom's friend to work there and she would do the cleaning once the building would close she would clean everything and i was the receptionist and me and her started having beef the lady that hired me not my mom's friend the lady that hired me me and her started having beef because anybody that knows me i don't ever stay quiet and i stand up for myself no matter who you are and there's people that don't like that especially when they're your boss they feel like they own you mm-hmm. she's like bitch i just work here you don't owe me you don't you don't do shit you probably need me more than i need you because like this list proves it i was actually thinking of this making the list how every time i quit a job people are like oh my gosh what are you gonna do i'm like find another job especially where we live we live in houston there's There's like eight million people that live here yeah like the opportunities are endless Mm -hmm. you can literally do so much it's just finding it yeah and so we actually thought about doing this whole conversation in this episode because i'm going through a thing at my job right now so Uh i was like why not talk about it yeah and all the other things i've had but yeah so this particular lady 
oh my god dude when i had when i started having problems with her and i had talked to her saying that i'm probably gonna quit like letting her know because i used to believe in the two-week notice you know and i was kind of like letting her know in advance and she literally goes to my mom's friend who i had helped get a job there and she goes well, I don't know what she's going to do because I know she's under that guy and it's just a work permit and that's probably going to expire soon. I don't think she's going to find any, anything else. The fuck? Like, first of all, racist as hell. I mean, I felt like that was racist. Mm -hmm. She was one of those Hispanics that was, that she felt like she was better porque tenía papeles mm -hmm. and she would put her own people down. Bro. That's when the Trump thing was happening uh, and she would literally come up to us and be like, I hope Trump wins. The fuck? Like, why are you telling me that? You know? Like, that felt like it was a... A yeah. hit at me. Mm -hmm. But it was things like that. And then after that, I was just like, I'm out. She got so rude that I literally, because I had keys to the building, because I would open the building. And I threw the keys at her. I ended up walking out. And I forgot what she said at me. I turned around so quick. And I know this is disrespectful, but I kid you not, I literally turned around and chunked the keys at her. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> like, some people really got me fucked up. And I don't put up with it. But that was, I think that was like passing it. And then right after that, I feel like I had like the most random things on my resume. After that, I worked for a resurfacing company. <laughs> random as hell. I know. So it was a resurfacing company that resurfaced. So anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's basically painters, but a specific type of painter and a specific type of painting and a specific type of technique that is done on appliances, basically okay and bathrooms so they go into like apartment complexes and they basically paint over like bathtubs and bath tiles and kitchen counters and bathroom counters to make it look new so instead of like the you know apartment complex replacing it they resurface it which is basically repaint to make it look new gotcha after working there it's just I don't know. I, I hate resurface. Like if I go into an apartment complex, because I've also moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking for an apartment and I go tour them, if they're resurfaced, like I don't even, I'm like, no, like mm -hmm. that's a big turnoff for me because they peel so easily and mm -hmm. it feels like your kitchen or your bathroom's falling apart because it's like peeling because it's just paint oh. and it's so easily like chippable. Yeah. I mean, it's not that easy, but at the same time it is. Like if mm -hmm. you have a resurfaced tub, you can't put sticky stuff on it. So you know how people have like, tub mats to yeah. like not slip you can't do that on a re on a resurfaced surface because when you take them off it pulls the paint with it oh because you know how it's like suction yeah so it's things like that and i just i get turned off by it especially because mm -hmm. i've worked in it yeah. so i was i worked in that company and i was now that i think about it i'm like why didn't y'all hire me because it was a quality supervisor so i would i would drive around different apartment complexes uh, different apartment complexes and I would basically double check that the work the technicians did was up to par. And if it wasn't, I would contact the technician and be like, you need to come down here and fix it. But I knew nothing about resurfacing. <laughs> but I was there checking their work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I was a tech thinking back on it, I would have been like, what do you know? Mm -hmm. But that's what I did for a while. And then after that, I had Noah. And I was like really stressing because I was like, daycare is so expensive. What am I going to do? Like, I'm basically basically going to be working to pay daycare. Mm -hmm. And my mom's husband was actually the one that had a, the idea. He was like, why don't you work at a daycare? 
Because if you were if you work at a daycare, you more than likely would get a discount, right? Like you get to be with your child. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, I've never thought about that. So I actually started working at a daycare to basically get a discount to have my son there. Because at the time while I was doing that, me and my mom also started our own cleaning house business. Gotcha. I've, I've done a lot. <laughs> yeah. So me and my mom started cleaning houses. We made a business out of it. We actually had quite a few customers we made a good amount of money but i still had to work at the daycare because even though we made good money daycare was so expensive especially because Noah was a baby Mm -hmm. and anyone that has kids knows like the younger the kids are the more expensive it is because the more attention they require and um it's just almost like if you don't make hella money it's really hard to afford because you're literally working to pay the daycare and at that point might as well stay home and be with your own kid right So, yeah, so I worked at the daycare while I was cleaning houses. And then COVID hit. And then the director of the the daycare was like, no, not enough kids are coming back. So we can't afford all the teachers to come back with them. So they let a lot go. And I was one of them. So then I started to work for the school district. That was tough because, yeah. Everybody knows the teacher (laughs) pandemic right now. And I was a teacher assistant. And, I mean, you don't have to put up with as much BS as far as the district is involved. Like, they don't put nearly as much on the assistants as they do the actual teachers. But we still had to deal with all the kids' BS. Mm -hmm. And so I got tired of it. And that's when I went to Chipotle. And and that's where we meet. (laughs) Yeah, that's where we meet. Damn, I have hella in between. Bro. Uh, like okay so right before chipotle so like the summer before that so like the summer right after i graduated high school mm-hmm. i actually worked with my tia she has her own stand she has for raspas and for those of you who are interested it's on fairbanks near 290 it's called avalanche shaped ice and i used to work with there with her for maybe like a month or two during the summer before I started working at Chipotle. Okay, because she's also only open seasonally, right? Yeah, like she's during the open. winter, she shuts down. Yeah, I think she starts, she usually starts opening, I want to say March or April, maybe. And then she usually closes, I want to say October or September. Okay, so almost year round. So she basically closes for like three months. Yeah, for okay. like the winter, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, so like a uh, parte de las raspas tiene like los hot cheetos con queso, el, el, like the elote, bro, her corn is bomb. But yeah, and she like, she makes like her own chile for like the elote. Bro, take me. Ahora se me antojo. I always crave elote. We should go. Uh, you yes. should go one day. Let's go. But yeah, so I used to do that with her for about a month or two. And then I started working at Chipotle. But this is the Chipotle that I worked at before me and you started working together. So I worked at two different Chipotles. So I actually worked the one on Barker. It's right across the street from Lone Star, which is where I actually started going to school at. So I was going, I literally, my whole life was a triangle. I literally lived five minutes away from school. My job was like across the street from my school. So I, my whole life was a whole ass triangle. And you wouldn't get out of your little zone. Yeah, which was awesome because I would literally put gas like every three weeks. Nice. I know. And at that time, I was paying like 40 bucks at the most. I was just like, bro, that was nice. I wish I could be paying that much for gas now. Yes. And every three weeks, bro. But yeah, I was actually there for about three years. And it's funny because I literally brought everybody into Chipotle with me. So I was working there for about a year and I actually brought my brother-in-law in. So I brought him in and he started working there. And then my sister was trying to leave her job from a daycare center 
and she was she couldn't find anything else and since like this story art was already looking for more people i basically put in a word for her it was basically all three of us working in there i literally brought my whole family in because then i brought in dulce too bruh <laughs> you're the worst i know <laughs> chipotle till this day has been out of all them jobs i've had it is the worst job i have ever had honestly it's been the worst but it's had the funnest memories for me too as well well for the people that i worked with anyway yeah the people yes. dope yeah. the job ass thumbs down <laughs> yeah well i I'm, I'm gonna be honest though whenever i worked for those first three years at the one on barker cypress the work wasn't all that bad to be honest with you because i actually had fun working there because it was chipotle wasn't like making as much money as it's as it's making now bro chipotle has blown the hell up i know so whenever i was working there i was always working night shifts because i would go to school in the morning it was like always the same people i was always working with the exact same manager and your bestie yeah my bestie so my my, my bestie is rita so shout out rita shout out rita <laughs> so we would always be closing together and it would just be fun because there'd be times where we would finish closing like 15 minutes max after closing i still don't get how y'all would do that because we would start pre-closing at like freaking 8 p.m but still yeah or like, like not even as soon as we would clock in like for like night shift <laughs> at 4 p.m we would start getting ready to pre-close bro that's funny It'd be fun too because during my break, sometimes I would either go to Starbucks or I would go to like this tea house and then I'd be asking like if anybody else would want some. So I'd literally go on freaking coffee runs and boba runs and we would just like bring in like a whole bunch of food and there'd be times where like after we would finish working, we would just like sit down in the lobby we'd like eat pizza and shit. It was fun working with the people that I was there with. <laughs> I think I only ever get Chipotle if someone else is like wanting it they're like do you want to go to chipotle i'm like i guess <laughs> but i'm never like oh let's go to chipotle <laughs> i miss eating there like that's one thing i loved about working there i never had to worry about oh, what am i gonna eat today yeah and i always ate good mm -hmm. you know yeah mm. and that shit was smack remember my tacos that i would make yeah bro i kid y'all not i would eat like six tacos and two quesadillas <laughs> <laughs> during your lunch break yes and people would be like why do you have so much food? Is that like, cause sometimes they think I'd be making it for me and someone else. Uh -huh. Like this is mine for my lunch. Uh -huh. um, people would always make fun of me. One, because I got a lot and two, they would tell me that me during lunch seemed like a ritual. <laughs> cause like the way I would make my food and the way I would take my time eating. And I'm like, this life is full of so much ugly. The one amazing thing is food. I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> But yeah, I'd be, I'd be eating hella, hella slow. <laughs> what I used to do, I used to get the bowl and I used to get a whole bag of chips and I, and I wouldn't even use a fork or a spoon or whatever. My Just chips was my spoon. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that also depends because the chips are freshly made every single day. Mm -hmm. So it depends on who makes them. True. Because not trying to toot my own horn, but I made the best chips. No, toot your own horn because yeah. you literally didn't make the best chips. Yeah. But yeah, so you would use chips as a fork? Yeah, I would use chips, the chips as a support. So, but my ex-brother-in-law left before me. And then after he had left, they had actually promoted me and my sister 
as managers so since i was always closing they had put me as a service manager so how it works is whenever you're starting out you're a crew and then they you can be a kitchen manager and then service manager and then you move to apprentice before you move to a store manager well after i was a crew they didn't put me as kitchen manager they had to put me as service manager because i would only be closing and kitchens kitchen managers are only allowed to work in the mornings and i was never able to work in the mornings because it was school so they had actually put my sister as kitchen manager and they put me as service manager i literally only did that position for i want to say like two three months and they only gave me that position because rita my my bestie she had left because she was gonna get her own store so she had became an apprentice and everything so they gave me the position to fill her spot i don't know how the fuck she did it but i was just said fuck this shit i was just like i can't and on top of that the store manager he was he was just a dick and asshole and so he was just not very helpful in any kind of way he was like that creepy mexican dude yeah who whistles at you chiquita yeah like he's one of those ugh. He would flirt with underage girls. Yeah. He's just nasty. Every single time I like talk about him, whenever I complain about him with like Janet or something like that, like my, I get so heated. It makes my blood boil, dude. Like, (laughs) no, he was very nasty. He was like, I have so many like just stories just like, ew. But anyways, (laughs) so not going to like talk about him because he's irrelevant but um whenever i was leaving i had actually gotten one of my friends to get me a job at adidas so i went in for an interview there and they had accepted me and i had put in my two weeks at chipotle after they had um, accepted me to go to adidas and whenever i had given my two weeks i had said like a set date like two weeks from the day that i had given the manager he was like well no because like i need somebody can you stay until like this day and it was just i want to say like three or four days more and and at first i was like no but then he like kept asking me asking i'm like all right fine whatever and the entire three years that i had worked there i had probably called out like once because i was like really sick so in three years i only missed one day of work and i would always be picking up hella fucking shifts okay for like a long time i was working probably like six days a week i was working a lot after the those three years the last week that i had worked there i had gotten invited to go out to a party and i was supposed to close that day and i was just like you know what fuck it i'm about to leave like and i told the manager i'm like i'm sick i can't come in so he didn't even reply and then he had asked my sister to like cover my shift she had said yes and i'm just like bro why the fuck would you say yes let him figure out his shit he doesn't he never like if somebody would call out he would never go in and like do anything like even whenever he was quote i'm making a quote thing work he'd just sit on his ass in the office and be on his phone and talk that's all he would do he would see us busy on the line hello fucking people never hop on to help out nothing he said y'all got this yeah so he would never help out so whenever i had called out he didn't even let me finish the two weeks as soon as the next schedule came out he didn't even put me on the schedule not, which is what you wanted yeah i was just like you know what that's fine because literally adidas had called me and they were like hey can you actually start a little early and i was just like perfect <laughs> so i had worked out and i said deuces and whenever i was at adidas i was there for like literally only like a month because as soon as i started the pandemic hit and obviously everything had shut down and they were still like making us like watch videos or some stuff like that from home and like they would i guess test us on it or quizzes on it to like make sure that we were watching it and then after maybe like a 
week or two or something like that they had put us on furlough so what furlough means is like you're basically still employed but you're just not, you're just not getting paid and i'm like in my head i'm like if i ain't getting paid i ain't your employee yeah. <laughs> i'm working for you i don't know what you're talking about so when they put us on furlough i had actually hit up rita again and i was just like hey you still working at chipotle and then she was like yeah i need people you want to come over and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> going back to the dark side yeah so i didn't go back to that same store though she had her own store and so i went with her and that's actually where i brought in dulce with me uh, <laughs> that was awful but it was much needed and i think i went in i think a year after the pandemic had started so it's mm-hmm. still when things were shut down everywhere but food never shut down yeah and so I think that's I think that's when I had no I think that's when I was let go of the daycare. Oh yeah. That's so right, I that's actually right. started Chipotle before I started the school district because mm-hmm. I, I kind of started them almost simultaneously. Yeah. That's why I was like confused. There was a point where I actually had three jobs. I did the school district, so you know it was a school, so it was Monday through Friday in the morning, and then I would do Chipotle on Saturdays, and I would clean house. No, I would do Chipotle on Sundays and I would clean houses on Saturdays. Mm. So I think for close to a year, I was working seven days a week. That's crazy. I was so tired. Until this day, I don't know how I did it while raising a son. I did what I had to do to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I don't have to do that anymore. But during that time, it was tough. It was tough. But anyway, yeah, that's when I was let go of the daycare. And I couldn't find anything else because everything was closed. Like, no one was really getting any new people. And so I was like, damn, what do I do? Because I still need to work. And that's when I was like, Ellie had been telling me for a fat minute, come work with me, come work with me. Mm-hmm. But I would hear like the horror stories. <laughs> and on top of that, I I have never, ever wanted to work in the food industry. Like never. I always mm-hmm. said, I complain about retail all the time, but I would never trade it for the food industry because I think the food industry is so much harder. It is. Because you're not only dealing with the customers, you're dealing with the fact that if you don't have food, you can't be open. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like retail, if you don't have things up on like the shelves, then you don't have it. Yeah. You know, then you'll get it when there's people there. Mm-hmm. But with food, like just, I don't know. I've In my head, food has always been more hard, but I've never worked food. But I was like, you know what? Like I need a job. I can't really be picky. And Ellie was like, yeah, like if you need a job, you literally could probably start like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, fuck it. I'll go in. And then I went I saw Rita and I it was so funny. I don't know if you remember the very first time I went to see y'all and you were on break and Rita was standing right there on the tall tables. And I was like dressed on nice because I thought it was an interview. Mm-hmm. And she literally goes, when can you start? I was like, whenever you need me. She said, can you start Monday? Because I had gone on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. She goes, OK. I'll put you on the schedule. And I was like, oh, this wasn't an interview? She was like, no. I was like, oh, I dressed up for nothing. (laughs) And I was so nervous because I felt like I hadn't done an interview in forever Uh because I had been doing my houses. So I hadn't like really worked for anybody. And so I remember I was all nervous. And then she just went in there. And I literally just went there for her to be like, when can you start? Yeah. I'm like, bro, you could have texted me this. I'm over here stressing because I thought it was an interview. And I remember calling my mom like, what do I wear? Uh But yeah, that's That's when I started working there. And bro, Chipotle just it's just that one toxic relationship that you cannot get away from. Literally everyone that worked there hated it and would leave, but would always come back. Mm -hmm. Always. 
Yeah. Everyone, well, not everyone. There's a few people that did stay out, but I think for the most part, a lot of people left and came back a few months later. Yeah. Like we were like, fuck it, we're done. And we would leave. And then we would see them like walk back in con la cola entre las patas. And we'd yeah. be like, what happened? Thought you were leaving. Yeah, I know. I'm back. Because <laughs> yeah. you left, came back. Yeah. I left, came back. Was no like, matter how many times we broke up with them, they'd always take us back. <laughs> They take me back they always okay, needed people here. yeah they always needed people so they're not gonna tell you no yeah but yeah i think that's where our work life overlaps Crosses, yeah yeah but Crosses, what did you do after chipotle so okay i was still working at chipotle instead of rather than quitting i just stuck to just working sunday mornings that's whenever i had actually started getting the job at the counseling center that's whenever i started my job as the receptionist there and I worked both jobs, I want to say for like four, any, anywhere between four to six months mm-hmm. that I worked just Sundays there. So I was working six days a week. I was doing my nine to five at the counseling center and then I was working probably like 10 hours for the most part on Sundays. So I was just like tired just working those hella hours like those. It's exhausting. Yeah. And not a lot of free time because especially my commute to the counseling center there'd be times where i would take two hours just to get to work no ma'am two hours (laughs) no thank you with all the freaking traffic it would take me two hours for some time i would have to like be there i would have to clock in at eight at my job i would be at work by 6 45 7 so i would leave my house hella fucking early just so that i could avoid traffic and that way i can get there within like 45 minutes and I would literally sleep in my car, wake up at 7.55, and go into work. <laughs> That's what I would do. Nothing. Just you. so that I can avoid the freaking traffic. And then at, because I would get out right at traffic time at 5 p.m. And rather than sitting in the traffic, I would either stay in my car and sleep if I was too tired. Or if not, I would go to a coffee shop and do homework. But I wouldn't drive back home until 7. So I was literally out of my house from like... 6 a.m. to like almost 8 p.m. Hell nah. Yeah, so I would literally just go home to sleep. No That's sé cómo aguantaste, because had that been me, I would have been like, deuces. And I was at that job for like a good year, almost a year and a half, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, there for a good while. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like for most people, it's like, oh, you've only been there a year, but mm-hmm. because of all the jobs I've had, like, yeah. I think my time frame for all of them are six months. So anytime anybody's like, I've been here for a year, I'm like, damn, that's so long. And they're like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, for me, standard is like six months. Because <laughs> literally any little thing happens and I'm like, I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with this. And then I leave. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to. No, no, you're good. You're I had good. to say that part because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then that's where I was in that position as a receptionist for like, I want to say 11 months. And mm-hmm. then that's whenever I transitioned to case management. So I was still at the same place. It was just a different, different position. position. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was in that position. I want to say, so I started that position in November. Oh, no. I did my receptionist position for literally a whole year because I started November 16th. I remember the day, November 16th, and then I transitioned to my other position mid-November, and then I was there up until April 28th. Okay, so a little bit over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been your most recent job? That was my most recent job, yeah. Yeah, and then I left that job at the end of April because I wanted to 
put more time into making my own business. So one of them being this podcast, we want to expand it, we want to grow it. And then I also am working on my art as well. So I'm hoping this is honestly one of the most difficult parts about my art is actually selling it. Not because I haven't gotten traction, but because what I draw and everything that I paint, it's literally my own reality that I'm putting on there. And so I have... And I feel like this is with a lot of artists, but whenever you're making something, you have some sort of attachment to everything that you make. So it's not that I haven't tried. So it's not that I haven't been able to sell anything. Is that I haven't tried selling anything because of my attachment to all of my art. You're like, not my baby. Yeah. No, like the other day, I my niece had been asking me for like this one piece that I painted years ago. And I had thought about it the other day and I just impulsively asked her, I'm like, do you want it? And she was like, yeah. And then in that moment, I was just like, oh, why did I say that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't take it back. I already asked her and she said yes. So I gave it to her. I'm glad that I did it, but it was so hard to just give it away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm planning to put out some things. So if like, even if I don't buy anything, just sharing it, liking my post and everything, like, any and all kind of support is appreciated yeah and we wish you all the very best ellie thank you thank you it'll, it'll go up yes only way to go up only way to go now is up <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> but yeah so that's now my latest job what about yours yeah so after so i was focusing on my cleaning business and then i went into chipotle Right. And then that's when I was working all three Chipotle, the school and my cleaning business. And then that got to be too much. So I actually left Chipotle to just focus on the school. And I said, you know what? Let me just work Monday through Friday school hours. It's great. And like I said, I don't put up with any shit. So when I was at the school, they moved me positions. I also got moved up into administration. So instead of being in the classroom, I was in the office and it was great at first, you know, more pay, more hours. I didn't have to deal with the kids because dealing with kids is difficult. I don't mind it, but to a certain extent. And so I was like, you know, this is going to be great. And then one lady that I was working with, she's always been very, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Very... Sangre pesada, you know, like a lot of the teachers there didn't really like her. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm a nice person. I can deal with this. Like, I'll make it work. Mm Because at the end of the day, this is for me, not for her. But it got to be too much. And one day she tried to boss me around. And me and her went at it. And I put a stop right. Like, I nipped it in the ass. I was like, you're not going to talk to me like this. And I told her straight up, I was like, you're not my boss. You don't tell me what to do. But unfortunately, she has the boss wrapped around her finger. So she's so childish childish and petty. She literally goes, okay, then I'll go get her. She went to go take her out of a meeting, brought her back to the office, and had her tell me the same thing she was telling me. I was like, this is enough. I gave my two-week notice, and I was like, you know what? I'm doing my two weeks. And then the principal was like shocked. She was like, why? What happened? And I told her, I was like, I can't do this. Like, you know what kind of disgusting person this person is and you i know you've had a lot of complaints about her and you don't do anything about it you haven't gotten rid of her now i'm just another person you're losing she was like okay like you know i understand and then a week and a half into that notice i walked out (laughs) Mm. because she 
that lady was just so nasty. And I was like, why am I dealing with this bullshit? Yeah. So I left the school, went back to Chipotle. And that's when I started doing my skits. And that's when I was kind of like really discovering what all I wanted to do on social media. And I'm Mm -hmm. still on that like little journey. But I was just like experimenting with things. And I was like, you know what? Chipotle employee. No, Chipotle customers got me so fucked up let me make like little skits out of them because some of the things they say is wild and you know Mm -hmm. and so i did and i talked about this last time and one of the episodes but one of my videos or one of my skits ended up going viral corporate saw it they didn't like it they said take it down i said no sir and they were like okay well you're not gonna take it down well you can't work for us and have it up at the same time i was like okay So they fired me. That's when I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So I actually ended up going back to the daycare I worked at originally when Noah was really small because it was under a different director because I didn't want to work under the same director because she also Mm -hmm. was iffy. And if I don't like a person as a person, I won't work for them. Mm -hmm. I have to like you as a person because they because, you know, there are. There's been instances that it happens that they're really nasty to other people, but they're nice to me. Mm -hmm. I still quit. Mm -hmm. I just can't stand working for ugly people. Like, you know, like with nasty attitudes, just who are nasty human beings. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I won't support it and I won't stand by it. Even if it's not done directly to me, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's not a problem because it's not affecting me. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to work with that particular director but someone who's working there now told me no it's a different director this new director is like different she's making changes and this and that and I said okay let me hear it out let me go and apply and see what happens and I thought I wasn't going to be able to work there because when I first worked there I was only getting paid nine dollars an hour and I was like now like you know I live on my own life is so expensive like there's just no way you live off of nine dollars and I thought that's what it was gonna be and I said, even if they bring it up a little bit, like, what can it be? 11? Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't survive off of 11 either. Like, yeah. So I went in there just to see what was going on. And surprisingly, their starting rate was really high. Mm-hmm. So I was like, really? For a daycare? She goes, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll take it. And she was like, okay, full time. I was like, yeah, if you have it. And she goes, okay. So I started there full time. And I've only been there about three months. Mm-hmm. And I actually just put my week notice. (laughs) I said, I'm so sorry, but next week is my last week because the kids are so stressful. We're short staffed, just like everywhere right now. There's no support because there's no teachers. The kids, I mean, the kids nowadays are not to sound like a grumpy old lady, but Mm -hmm. it's not like it used to be. Kids just don't have any discipline at home. They don't have any structure. They have so many emotional problems. And all that gets brought to the daycare. And we have to deal with basically all that fallout of home issues. And it just got to a point where it's kind of like affecting my mental health. Like literally my eye will be twitching because I'm so stressed. And the one thing that concerned me the other day is that my lips started twitching too. So I'm like my eye and my lip. I'm like, that's like my body's talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, those times where like you can feel your body's not right. Cause you know yourself, I can feel my nervous system isn't right. Like there's something wrong in there. Like I'm just so stressed. And I just thought about it and I was like, why am I putting myself through all of this? Yeah. You know? And so I spoke to my mom multiple times and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like 
I'm done. And she tells me, well, you can't just up and quit. Like you have responsibilities. And I get that, you know, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just put my week notice and figure it out within that week. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, with these many jobs that I've had, I if one thing I have learned is there's another job available somewhere. Yeah. You just got to look. And yes, it may not come easy. It may not come within the next day, but it's there. I just got to look. And luckily, I actually already have a few things lined up already. And I think it's going to work for the better. So I'm super excited. But I'm yeah. excited for you. Thank you. Because <laughs> just like Ellie, that's also my goal. My goal is to do my own thing full time, my own business. I want to, there's so many things we haven't, you know, touched bases on. Right. And that we have set goals for. And I think, sorry, what I said was not right. Sorry. No, no, you're good. (laughs) There's so many things that we're envisioning for ourselves. Yeah. And I think with the type of jobs that are lining up for me are going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have anything set yet. But I'm excited because ultimately my goal is to be my own boss, have my own business, not cleaning because <laughs> that <laughs> shit is. I'm trying to do something that is not labor work. Yeah. Because that is tiring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's been my most recent update. Yeah. And that's really, I think the main reason why we talked about this because I was going on a rant to Ellie about a bunch of shit from work. Yeah. She's like, why don't we talk about it? I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, let's do it. Perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, even with, like, these types of endings, whether they're they're good endings or they're terrible endings or just bittersweet, um, I think regardless of what kind of ending it is, there's always going to be a new beginning that comes right after it. And it's up to you whether you make it a good one or a bad one. So put all your effort and not just like to you, Dulce, but like to everybody who's yeah. doesn't even have to be like career wise. It can be like a different chapter in your life or you're starting something brand new, a new hobby or a new habit, whatever it may be. Like make it a make it a good beginning. You yeah. Know? And sometimes it may seem like the darkest times and you're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? But it honestly it could just be the biggest blessing in disguise because mm-hmm. when all of that was happening at chipotle i honestly was super worried because i was like oh my gosh they're gonna fire me and my mom was even was my mom was even like well take the videos down like it's not worth losing a job what are you gonna do and the reason why that was such a concern is obviously because i'm a single mom so i live by myself with my son and so i have the full responsibility of everything so i have to think a little bit more strategic as opposed to fuck it i'm gonna just quit so i understood that part and so i was super worried but it just didn't feel right to take my stuff down right Mm -hmm. and so i didn't and when i got fired i my contract was actually about to be up for my lease and i had already told them that i wasn't renewing And I knew that I wanted to move into a bigger apartment. And so my mom was like, well, how are you going to get into a bigger apartment? Because obviously that's more rent, more light, more this, more that. Moving expenses. And you're getting fired. Like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I said, mom, trust the process. Because I'm a big believer of everything happens for a reason. And it's not just like, oh, I'm quitting and just sitting on my ass because something's going to happen. No, like, I'm getting or getting fired, quitting, whatever, same thing. But I'm also actively working to make something out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not just expecting something to appear out of nothing. And I said, I'm looking for a job. I'm working my ass off. Like, you know, I'm responsible. I'm not just gonna, 
allow me and my son to get evicted and be homeless. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to make something work, you know? And that's when I found the daycare again. I got paid a lot more money. I was working more hours. It was less physical work. So ultimately, even though now it didn't work out, at the time, it was a better opportunity. And I feel like I needed to be there for that short period of time because it allowed me to get my son from school. Because at the time, something really weird happened with his daycare because he was in an after-school program where the daycare would actually pick him up from school and take him to the daycare so I didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But the daycare closed. Oh, like, okay. De un día para otro, they were just like, we're not open anymore. And they stayed closed for like two months. They didn't tell us why. And like I said, de un día para otro. So we had no prep time. It was literally like, okay, now I have to go get my son from school every day. Mm-hmm. Had I been at Chipotle, that wouldn't really have worked out. And mm-hmm. if I were to go pick him up, I would have lost a lot of hours. Because mm-hmm. I would have had to leave early every single time. But working at the daycare, they allowed me to work my lunch hour into the time where he got dismissed from school. Mm-hmm. So I was able to take my lunch hour. I didn't miss any any hours or anything, I was able to go pick him up and actually bring him back to the care, to the daycare with me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to worry about where am I going to take him because now I can't work because I have my son. You know, like all yeah. that. Thing. So it just worked out for the better. Now he's in summer and he's about to start school again. So I feel like I just needed to be there during that particular time. Yeah. And now it's just time for me to move on. Mm-hmm. Even though it's only been three months, I honestly don't understand why we have put this mentality of you owe a company your full loyalty and you need mm-hmm. to be there 10 plus years. Like, yeah. no, if it served you your its purpose and it's only been a few months, okay, time to move on. Yeah. Like, it's a job, mm-hmm. you know? And I say this because companies don't respect us anymore either. They don't have loyalty to us. Mm-hmm. So why should we have loyalty to them? Right. That's why they don't take care of their employees. So how do they expect their employees to take care of the company? Exactly. And that's the only reason why I feel that way, because my mom always tells me, like, you shouldn't think that way. Like, you should be at a job for a good amount of time because that looks good on your resume. I'm just like, I don't care if I'm only there for two weeks and it doesn't look good. Guess what? I won't put it. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Who says it's a rule that you have to put everything right? Like. Do you think I literally have 16, 17 jobs on my resume? Mm-hmm. Girl, no. I literally have, I think, five or six. Yeah. And they're the ones I've been at either the longest or the ones I've had the best experience on. Mm-hmm. That I can, like, bring those skills to a new job. Right. The ones that look the best. Because mm-hmm. regardless of how short or long I've been there, I feel like I've learned so much in every job I've had. Yeah. And also, that's why I love jumping around. Mm-hmm. Because I'm those type of believers that feels like if you stay at one particular job, you don't get learn that much. Like in right. the beginning, yes, you're mm-hmm. absorbing all that knowledge. You're learning different things, especially if it's in a new career path. Mm-hmm. But after a certain amount of time, you're going to learn almost everything there is about that particular position or that particular job. Right. After that, I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah. Then I get bored or some bullshit happens and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then I move on. And then I'm learning a new skill set, you know? That's why I like to hop around, too. No, I get that, too, because although I stayed very long in the positions that I was in, I did feel like although once I learned everything I needed to learn, I kind of just felt unmotivated to keep going, right. you know? And that's where I was like, oh, I want to find a different job. I didn't Although I wasn't, like, active in looking for it, I kept telling myself, like, I want a different job. Yeah. You know? Because you feel almost like stuck. Yeah. Because then, then it just becomes a routine. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there's a really good 
based around having a routine but also that doesn't work for everybody right and especially if you're a person that thrives on continuing to learn new things which i feel like i'm one of those like uh, once I learn something, I want to keep learning more. I want to learn more and more and more. Mm-hmm. If I don't uh, continuously keep learning something new, even if it's within that same position, I kind of start losing interest in it yeah. or I just lose like motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You lose motivation, yeah. And for me personally, I also get bored. Yeah. I'm like, I'm tired of doing this. What else? Mm-hmm. So that's also, I mean, like when I was at Chipotle, because I was there for so long, that's the one I actually have been there the longest. It's so funny. It's the one I've hated the most mm-hmm. but it's the one where i stayed the longest i think i stayed there for two years yeah like i said toxic ass relationship yes <laughs> but because there was more possibility i felt like to learn more things because mm-hmm. i literally i became that employee which i mean there was a lot of in that store i'm not saying i was like oh the prodigy yeah but i would learn let's say cash and then i moved i would move to line and then i would move to online orders then i was like teach me how to make chips and most of the people that worked there were one of those that were like no i don't want to learn new things because they're yeah. gonna make me do more as opposed to me i'm like how do you do this and teach me right now so i can do something different right yeah that's, that's when i started how... learning chips yeah and then i was like okay now i know everything in front of house then they made me a certified trainer and i was like i'm eh, move me to the back of the house how do you yeah. prep <laughs> and yeah. then right before i quit the second time i was actually about to start grill because mm-hmm. the the my new manager Kept thinking I was playing because I kept telling her, teach me grill. And no one likes grill. Mm-hmm. So oh, she... Bro, I love doing grill. Yeah. Bro, I used to... I loved it, especially if that was what I was doing, like, for my morning shifts. I love doing grill mostly because I would just put in my headphones and I just start doing grill. I didn't have to worry about customers after. And I would always have, like, everything set out ahead of time. That way, the last two hours... All I had to do was, like, do my dishes, and then I'd be done. I'd be chilling for the rest of the day, bro. Like, it was, I used to love that position, and all the other managers freaking hated it, and they would just complain about it, and I would just be like, I'm excited. I'm doing grill. Nobody <laughs> like, to fucking talk to me. I have my headphones on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you want to trade? Yeah. Especially with customers, like you say. You don't got to deal with customers mm-hmm. when you're on grill. Yeah. That's why whenever they would complain, I'd be like, complaining about what? I know. You're literally in your own zone. For real. Like, you don't got to talk to, like, nobody. Like, you don't got to deal with customers. I remember whenever I first started learning grill, I was actually at the first store that I was at. I was online, and there was um, one of, so, like, the guys that were on the grill, whenever we used to be, like, dead, they'd want to, like, start, like, pre-closing and so i would take advantage of that and i'd be like can you teach me how to like cut cut this and then so after they teach me the first time i start practicing and so whenever they wanted to start Mm pre-closing i'd be like do you want to go pre-close and i'll cut that for you or if not i'll make your rice for you or i'll make your beans just so i can get practice because i want to learn how to do it right and eventually i started doing grill on my own Mm -hmm. so nice yeah so I put myself in those positions yeah. to learn all of these things. Exactly. And that's kind of what I do at any job, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I always tell them, I'm like, my bad if I look nosy. Because I'll literally go up to people and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. How do you do it? Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> like, what? why Why are you doing that? Yeah. And I'm like, 
I know I seem nosy and it's not because I'm like checking in on you. Mm -hmm. I just want to know how you do it. Yeah. But then it also, I mean, it has its ups and its downs because then also when people are out there like, oh, you know how to do it, go do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, now I'm doing two people's jobs. Yeah. No, like at my, the last job that I was at, whenever I was still a receptionist in the very beginning there, they wanted me to like shadow the other person I was working with for like, I think like two weeks or something like that. And so like, they basically didn't want me to do anything, but I was just like, okay, what, like, what can I do now? What can I do now? Like, oh, like, can you teach me how to do this? Can you teach me how to do that? Was nice. Yeah. And so like, I just wanted to like actually start. I was just very eager to like learn something and to like start working because I to me I just cannot be sitting on my ass I can't like it makes me so anxious yeah so and that's why I hate receptionist jobs (laughs) sorry because my mom's always like well why don't you work as a receptionist because my mom loves it I'm like no because even if you're busy with like phone calls emails like you're just sitting Mm -hmm. I don't know personally I I can't Mm -mm. well I didn't mind that part because especially at the desk that i was at i had like the little thing where you can like lift up your like laptop or yes. like your your desktop i want those and so i would bad. just be standing up like if si me cansaba de estar sentada, yeah. i would just do that like break yeah or if not like there was always a whole bunch of tasks that i needed to do that actually like forced me to like walk around the entire building so i would do those too so yeah. i wasn't just like always sitting on my ass either right especially if i was like dealing with clients i wasn't sitting on my ass it was just whenever I had nobody, like, no clients to, like, talk to, that would be sitting on my ass. Yeah. That's about it. So, all of that, I think that's a pretty good note. But if you're still here, and if we give you a little PTSD and what we were talking about, sorry. But thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for still being here. Yes. Don't forget to... Follow and always turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. You can also find us on all socials at the Puff Lounge Podcast. And make sure y'all follow us on Instagram. That way y'all can join us for Feedback Fridays and Story Sundays. And we'll also get to post all of the things that we've been talking about, the previous recipes that we've been talking about. We'll be getting those out as well as the art page that I have. And we'll see y'all back here next week for the next episode. Bye.